Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 208, episode 2 of The Daily Zeitgeist, yeah! a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we, you know, take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness. It is Tuesday, November 2nd, 2021. My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. I want a shark to bite me all night. <laughs> and Miss Kentra slap me every day. That is courtesy of Lex Lugie about my uh, my kink that I like to imagine getting eaten by a shark, but then also getting slapped by Miss Kinter, the woman whose son was eaten by the shark that Chief Brody allowed to happen. Would, would the peak be you're getting bit on your bottom half by Jaws and then slapped at the same time? Like, yeah. you're experiencing both? Go on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Keep going. Uh, well, I am thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray. It's Miles Gray with some Dune, a.k.a. is called Paul Atreides, smoking on that Arrakush. Vladimir Tokonen, <laughs> Hazy Halleck, Muadab, and Hi Halud, like Shai Halud, the sand okay. snake. Okay, there you Shout go. out to, that was a group effort, Onyx, Slam, Dut Dut, let the boys be boys, Gingerfish, and Fat Andrew on the Discord. Thank y'all for that. Shout out to y'all. No Duncan Idaho, though? We didn't get it. Dank in Idaho, sorry. Dank yep, in Idaho. There it is. There it is. All right. What a name to, <laughs> I mean, they just. I love you seeing know. people's like takes on this. I'm like, wait, it's like a future movie. The dude's called Paul, <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, well, yeah. yeah. I mean, I get I mean, it. Like, I like how Bible people sometimes shit, are like, probably. yo, you can't have no Christian like Western name. Everybody's right. have a fucking made up name like Jock Rack. Yeah, and then every yeah, and then they got Paul and Duncan Idaho, which is. <laughs> fucking rules uh well miles yeah. speaking of fucking rules yeah. we are thrilled to be joined in our third seat by the very talented artist filmmaker poet and podcast host mm-hmm. who you know from uh the truly great podcast ethnically ambiguous it's her first collection of poetry it's called dime piece have, have been fine. shown everywhere from the Vale film festival to the moma yes mm-hmm. own it shireen please welcome the brilliant, the talented Shireen Lani Unit, aka my Sharona, and that just works because I stutter and I just made that up. I had no aka, and I genuinely I can't top the bring me to life one. So yeah, all downhill from God damn, that was that was so good. I can't that that brought me to life. I haven't recovered yet. I really should have put more thought into that. But I forgot that there was AKAs until you said yours. And I was like, oh, fuck. Well, you know, it's not obligated. You know what I mean? But, yeah. I mean, it's a feeling. I put expectation on myself after that. I know. I, I could tell you got that immigrant kid fire because you just <laughs> people started naming off your achievements. You like, you don't have to do all that. Yeah. Stop. <laughs> shut up. Shut up. <laughs> shut up. That's like not even barely that good. You're like, I mean, oh, so long ago. Like, how 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 long do you have to keep talking? Like, how how far in the past does something have to happen for you to stop talking about it? I you still know? tell people that I was ASB student body activities coordinator <laughs> in my senior year of high school. Fuck with me. I just shouted out somebody. ASB. You would. Hey, you know. You would. I, I, was, I was trying to collect those fucking extracurriculars for college applications. and That's fair. That's and fair. I was. I just shouted out somebody last week for uh, being voted wittiest in their high school yearbook. Wittiest. So, you know. Mm. Yeah. Did you get a superlative, Jack? 
I don't think so, no. I don't think we did superlatives. Oh, really? Did you stream? We did do them, but I didn't have one. Mm. Right. Yeah. How about you, Miles? You know. You already know. You what already is it? know. What Funniest? Fuck I was, yes. Okay. okay. Come on. And best dancer. Wow. Okay. I, I won't believe it until I see it. That's, that's, that sounds You should like have fucking a... seen my stupid ass. Man, I was, <laughs> I was hitting all the fucking dance moves of 2002. You arrived at that high school campaigning for funniest. <laughs> like, oh yeah, yeah. I was lobbying. Yeah. Everybody yeah. needs time. to know. Slow yeah. poisoning the actually funniest kid in my school. I'd be like, oh, that's crazy, man. Craig Craig doesn't go here anymore. Oh wow. So I guess that would make me the funniest then now, right? That's tragic huh. what happened to him. Well, that's yeah. your origin. I would story. check the dinosaur nuggets in the in the cafeteria. That's what I think the root of it might be. <laughs> Craig is the dinosaur nuggets. You no, think? he ate them. No, he, got he ate them. Come on, Jack. Come on, oh Jack. God. Come on. Your alibi story here, please. <laughs> You're gonna be an accomplice. You gotta yeah, yeah. slick with the improv. Oh, I thought you meant like poisoning, like his poisoning the well of his comedy. I didn't realize you <laughs> oh were my actually God, poisoning so him wow, to death. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. No, no. Literal. Yeah. Just you know. I wonder how little... you would do that anyway. Like you would just like yeah. tell him the R word is funny, and then he would just get canceled. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Just start. Yeah. Giving him like you're like yo. Have you read up on pickup artist stuff? Like you should incorporate some of their <laughs> views on women and like male you... female relationships like into it really your really resonate yeah. with that. Have you heard yeah. of negging? It works yeah. every time. Yeah. yeah. You should do a thing of being like, don't let a bitch shit test you. You know what I mean? <laughs> you should lead <laughs> with that. <laughs> That's a whole thing. Oh, that Shit sounded testing. that sounded way too authentic. No, than <laughs> something you're making up. That sounds like no. That's the, ex- yeah. You, I mean, again, that's how Jack's I got Greg to Jack's cell worried phone. about who his co-host is. Yeah, well. <laughs> what is, <laughs> is shit testing? I do have to know. It's just no. like stupid, like putting any obstacle up in your pursuit. Like so, okay. you know, like it, it's it. like it's basically a way of reducing anyone's like lack of agreeing with you as like a mm-hmm. thing that doesn't really affect you. It's just shit testing. You're just getting shit just tested. Dude. It's not them yeah. advocating for themselves and how right. you might relate to it. it's shit testing. Yeah. Yeah. Of yeah. course. All right, Shireen, we're gonna get to know you a little bit better in a moment. Yikes. First couple of the things that were <laughs> I loved your tweet about you yeah, just responding to everything with yikes. Literally facts. Yikes. She talks like she tweets. <laughs> oh, All right. Uh, some things we're talking about today. We're talking about Joe Biden going to Glasgow to uh, save the planet. We're going to talk about the Democrats and Biden losing popularity, uh, people looking at the Virginia gubernatorial race and wondering, is this the future? That's today. Yeah, it's today. Go out and vote, Virginians. Uh, We're going to talk about Pete Davidson, of course. Oh, of course. We're going to talk about, of course. (laughs) And we're going to talk Squid Game. Uh, All three of us have watched it. So we're going to close out with some Squid Game spoilers. Some spoilers. You know which is what it's wild to think. With it premiered September seventeenth, and if had this show been on a weekly release at this point, we still wouldn't have been through the entire series. Whoa, that's a good point. So, like, part of me was like, "Oh, damn!" Like, I was like, "Part of me was like, are we late to talking about it?" And I'm like, "This is why it's so fucked up to drop everything at once. Like, we can't just all get there at the same time." And now, and and I did the math. I was like, "Okay, nine episodes." I'm like, "Shit, we'd be on episode 8. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Miles does math. I um, love it, Dan. 
But no, that's interesting because I'm I'm surprised you haven't had a guest on yet that has seen it. Because in my head, yeah, it's also been a while, you know. But oh my, I I just finished it. It's yeah, he just. Been, oh, you're the. It was one. my slow ass yeah. that was you're holding up the work. It's his, it's his yeah. kid having ass. Right. That doesn't allow him <laughs> to just have mouth open four hours straight that's, looking that's at fair. the game. That is so fair. I mean, the fact that I even got to the end has to do with the fact that, like, they couldn't really hear what was going on. So, like, even when they were pretending to be asleep, but, like, actually awake and, like, coming into our room and being like, I need water or some <laughs> right. other thing. Like, I wasn't worried that they were going to walk in where, while someone was being like, fuck! And, right, like, right, get, right. Like, sliced up or something. Right, right. It's helpful to have it be in another language that yeah, they only that barely speak right yeah. all right uh before we get to any of that bullshit though so Shireen, this, but could you imagine start picking it up to like kiss a key and you're like well whoa, they do whoa, go whoa. to korean school so <laughs> <laughs> they they're like um he called the teacher up i know they probably know more to put it mildly <laughs> <laughs> yeah we've been watching squid game <laughs> When they grow up, they'll be Yo. like, like in I don't know what capacity, but they were like, yeah, I I learned English, I learned Korean watching Squid Game. You know how some people are like, I yeah. learned English watching Friends. It's gonna be Squid Game. They're gonna be like, what loop. the fuck? <laughs> yeah, Squid Game was definitely the cool Halloween costume in my mm-hmm. neighborhood. Like it was very prevalent with a lot of people who were way too young to have watched it. I'm assuming. I'm hoping. Oh, like rocking the jumpsuit. Yeah, no, no. They were they were almost always rocking the uh, pink the mask thing. Pink mask thing. Oh, with like the different That's shapes. That's dark. Owl. I didn't even I know. consider that outfit. They, I was always yeah. thinking the jumpsuit. Yeah, and I was always like, "You haven't seen Squid Game, have you?" And like the kids wouldn't say anything because they had it behind down. the mask. They were, they were in character. Fuck, fuck you, young yeah. kids. Burn, burn this system down. You know. But it yeah. is a good ma- outfit or costume for COVID. You know. Very, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Very safe. We did the candy shoot with ten foot. PVC pipe. It was pretty. Wait, really? Uh, yeah. Mostly for Jack, I think, because he said he's like, I just love launching them out of that. Yeah, it was really fun. <laughs> and the kids thought it was really fun. Like all the kids who came up and got it, and my kids really enjoyed it. So wow. we, we had a blast. How many pe- did you burn through all 3,000 pieces that you had? We ended up having 4,000 pieces because. Oh Sarah, my wife, ordered a bunch with we we hadn't consulted one another, and we were out by nine thirty. Oh, so, wow! Yeah, it was wild. So you're you you have the house that all the kids are like, let's go to that house. You know, like I guess you know like yeah. this guy's reckless. Yeah. He lets you fill up a garbage bag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We have a neighbor who like does the decorations really well, so I think we might just be getting runoff from like their decoration house. But then mm. now oh. the candy shoot was was a whole was a whole a thing. Hit. People yeah. really enjoyed it. Yeah. Oh. But before Shereen, we get to any of the events of the day, uh, we do like to ask our guest, "What is something from your search history?" Well, I, it was just this morning, actually. I have mm-hmm. this thing. I mean, it's not like, I'm sure everyone deals with it, but I, for whatever reason, sweat a lot sometimes at night to the mm. point where, like, I wake up at, like, 3 a.m. and I'm, like, drenched in my sweat. And I don't mm. know why, but it worries me because it's, like, one, gross. And I, like, go back to bed <laughs> with, like, a towel, like, sleepily, just, like, lie down on my towel and pass out again. But, yeah, I Googled, why do I sweat so, so much in my sleep? And, you know, it came back with the usual stuff. Like, one, it was like, it's normal. And then the other one was like, you have cancer. Right. um, (laughs) One extreme or the other. Yeah. Right. uh, Oh, forget about it. Or see an oncologist immediately. Exactly. Yeah. uh, Like, my body already has, like, a slew of problems to begin with that, like, I could probably pinpoint it the reason to. But, like, yeah, I Google 
physical things too much. Like my sister's a doctor and she hates that I do that because every <laughs> time be I see her, right? well, because like she, like I just Google every small thing that happens to my body. Like why, why is my eye twitching? Or like, right. why, do, like, why are my knuckles cracking so loud or whatever? It's just like, just mm. let it ha- You don't have to know why everything is the way it is. This is why yeah. I hate magic. I don't like magic. I don't understand it. <laughs> that, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's a different issue. <laughs> You you just but. demand the magic show stop and you're I like, how did that? How did you do that? That's I, it. That's uh-uh. it. Call it off. Turn yeah. on the lights. Yeah, I don't like not understanding, but yeah, I um don't know why it doesn't happen every night. It'll happen so random, and I'll just like it'll be disgusting and have to like change everything. I've had know. things like that, but it's because like I'll be stressed. Like I have that, a wild ass stress dream. Yeah, and that wake up and I'm like what the fuck stress is also <laughs> one of the things they listed stress yeah. and like hormone stuff that i think is my issue and just like yeah yeah metal women go through it hot night flashes hot flashes which is mm-hmm. i think my thing because i have like this whole it's a long story sure but yeah yeah the sweating i get i don't it. i don't you like know. i don't like the, the, the you know the bad, because I, I used to be like that too, like being on WebMD all the time. Why my, why my toe in this one knuckle feel like that? Is it gout? You know what I mean? And it's like no, but I have a friend who's a nurse, and you know, like it's very like I'm always like bothering her, and mm-hmm. she's been like a trauma nurse. She's been in the ICU now. She's in oncology, so she has like a good like sense of things. Not to say I'm asking for medical advice, but ever I'm like. Yo, man, this thing hurts. She's like, look, the thing you got to understand about your body is like, it's alive. So sometimes (laughs) shit's going to hurt because your body's just doing some shit. That doesn't mean you're fucking ill because your leg hurt in the night. Like, maybe just something was going on or you overused something that you didn't realize. And like that cut down my Googling by about 70% is to because I was like, oh, okay, so it's normal sometimes. She's like, yeah, like unless you have chronic pain somewhere, then like you can like give yourself the break. Yeah. Of realizing your body is an alive thing and constantly shit is happening. Yeah, that, that's what my sister tries to drill into my head. And it doesn't <laughs> always work because I still do it. But like literally, I, I will call her at the most. I, I'm I'm terrible. She must hate me so much. But like I'll call her at the most <laughs> random times for the stupidest fucking shit. Like literally the other day I called her because I was confused. Like. I had suddenly, I think I was almost going to dissociate, but I wasn't. But I was in my bed and suddenly, like, was confused about the world. And I was like, Ramey, am I going through a psychotic break? I'm I'm like, what? I don't know. I wasn't. But (laughs) I convinced myself. I I mean, I'm just, I have problems. (laughs) Hey, look, we're all all, uh, working to be our best selves. But I think, you know, it's got to bring awareness sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. It's a... I have to yeah. wash my sheets today is the point of that. So mm, mm, mm-hmm. The thing that put it in perspective for me is that the, our body carries more than 100 trillion microbes, like living creatures in mm-hmm. it, which is like way, way more than the number of people on Earth. So it's like we are a entire galaxy uh, or a galaxy of yeah. we, of a population that, you know, yeah. there's a, a little war somewhere down there. It just might affect us or cause us to sweat or wow. shit ourselves. Jack is poetic today. Like that and then the poisoning the well of his comedy. Like yeah. this is <laughs> <laughs> right. a new side of Jack I haven't realized. But yeah, trying to bring hey, this show up to first rate, you know? Yeah. That's right. What is something that you think is overrated, Shereen? Well, I wasn't going <laughs> to... 
Oh, maybe I shouldn't. I mean, whatever. Fuck it. It's a fucking podcast. But um, I think, and maybe y'all have probably dabbled in this. I, I would argue since being in a relationship, y'all have done this at least like a handful of times. But I think couples costumes are very overrated. <gasps> and I would argue bad. They're fine. For... <laughs> <laughs> bad, yeah. for, bad for Earth. <laughs> well, for okay. I just, think, I just think if you're... If you're in a relationship and you're in a couple, you have to have a different personality trait other than being in a couple. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I yeah. just oh, right. ha- your identity isn't just being in a couple, a couple anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't like that because well, one, I don't want to like see you at a party and then not be able to understand your costume without like your fucking partner standing next to you. Like yeah. that makes you even more attached at the hip. Right. I'm dressed as a mole and they're dressed as skin. We're a mole skin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I mean, weird. again, I'm saying this as like a single person. So maybe I'm just like, don't understand how fun hey, it must be to be like yeah, an yeah. outlet and someone else be a plug. But pass. I don't know. No, I'm, I did a couple's costume once and it was fine. But like at the end of the day, like and other Halloween's like her majesty and I was like, yo, I'm going to be this. It's like, I'm going to be that. And I'm like, that's tight. Okay. And it's never like, right. we need to be the same thing. Cause I know yeah. I, I'm also, uh, I have been around uh, couples that are very much like, we have to figure out what yes. the fuck we are doing for our costume. Yeah. yeah. You see those couples all the time that like they get together and suddenly that's their whole identity, which is like maybe beautiful for them. And like maybe they found their like person or whatever, but. It makes I'll, me uncomfortable. Like, I would never want my identity <laughs> to do that. You know what I mean? Sure. I don't know. It makes but me here's the thing. But, you know, like any good therapist would say, it's like, well, the fact that you're aware of that probably suggests that that wouldn't happen to you, even if you were in a relationship. <laughs> so that's not really a founded <laughs> fear, good. I would say, Shireen. Yeah. That is very Because if we have that kind of awareness around it, t- chances are, I don't see you suddenly being with somebody and like, okay, Shireen, we're going to dress as like McDonald's employees. <laughs> and you're like, I love it. You're going to be like, yeah, fuck that shit. I think, you know, I'm, I'm loving it. I'm, I'm loving this costume. But, you know, so I, I, yeah, you're wired. I don't, I, I would be shocked if that happened. And then you might be like, you know what? Honestly, I'm the happiest I've ever been. Maybe I am wow. one of these costume, couple costumes. But that terrifies me. That terrifies Why? me that I could change. That you would lose you your identity. You should be open to that, though. No. I don't think there's, I don't think it's an object, like immoral decision to have a couple's costume <laughs> no, or like no, 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 speaks just, volumes about your character. No, I think like I'm thinking of it in a more like deeper way where it's like I've, I'm f- afraid of something happening and that I'm, I change in a way that I would never have expected. Like, what if right. I one day like a couple, like, what if I, I don't know. It makes me uncomfortable to think I don't have any control about how I evolve. Mm. I feel like there's a... we spotted it right there. Yeah. (laughs) That we don't have control over every single thing happening in our lives. Yeah, that's for sure. I get that. Overall, I feel like I don't mind group costumes. There's the one of uh, a league of their own that went around Mm -hmm. this Halloween with the dad and then his daughters were dressed as the players and the dad was dressed as drunk Tom Hanks. But, like, I feel like there is a lower bar for couples' costumes because any creative undertaking where the people are in love with each other is going to inherently suffer because they're just like, yo, that's such a good idea. Oh, it's going to be so cute. And they think the other person's cuter than anybody else in the world. Right. So, you know. I agree with that. But, you know, but that's part of being, you know, in a relationship sometimes. It's just for the rest of us. uh, We don't want to 
We don't want to have to suffer from your mediocrity. Wow. I do like group group outfits. I think are fun sometimes, but yeah, there was sure. this, this other like there's another trend of costume that I'm sure like has been memefied already. But when a girl is something very elaborate, or not a girl, but like one person is very elaborate, and usually like I guess usually in hetero couples, it's the most funny. But she'll be all like dressed up to the nines, and then the guy is like her accessory. I think that's a great couple's costume. You know what I mean? Right. Like, if he's just like an afterthought, I'm all yeah. for it. But if it's like equally as excitable and if they're so, uh, no. I like a disparity. I'd rather die. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I see some subtext to their relationship. Yeah. You are afterthought. I'm exactly. not a fucking star. Exactly. Like, <laughs> she like, has oh, her identity. Like, she's, that, that means right. like she's in control. <laughs> oh, yeah. got it, got it. Like, I don't need this, this mm-hmm. car- pile of carbon next to me. <laughs> you know, it was a good, simple couple's costume that I saw once was we had a friend who was like six seven and his wife was you know like five three and she was batman and he was robin and i thought that was like a good like kind of juxtaposition yeah. fun mm-hmm. thing that's fun yeah what is something shereen that you think is underrated underrated i think is persimmons <laughs> oh, if wow. you don't follow me on things and I mean, that's such a, that's such a, what an arrogant thing to even say. But like, if you don't follow me, I, on things. <laughs> I am obsessed with persimmons. Like persimmon season is the reason I stay on this planet each year. Like I'm uh, maybe. It's oh, because I know so... you leave the planet in the spring to yes, go to your exactly. home planet. I wow, inject okay. myself into outer space. And then <laughs> I come like, back. My planet needs me. Yeah. And maybe I love them so much because they're like in this rare window of time that they're only available. But I also just think they're the most delicious fruit alive food i would argue alive i think they're delicious i love them so much literally went to the farmer's market yesterday oh and whoa. got this haul of persimmons i'm wow. showing them a giant bucket of persimmons but i wait hold on you just kept that sh- you just keep that shit like on your hip like a pistol <laughs> a bowl of persimmons because you just i mean like kitchen <laughs> oh okay got it got it i just didn't i like the idea that like and i have these right here and i I'm had like... them ready to go i mean <laughs> like they're kind of just sitting there very close to me right, so maybe right, right. they were ready to go but a lot of the times when I post about persimmons, like 75% of people are like, what is that? Is that a tomato? And I get right. very upset. That means like, one, they've never had one, never heard of it. And two, their life is infinitely worse than mine for not having <laughs> persimmons. But I just think they're underrated. I think more people should know about persimmons. If you haven't had one and you're listening, go find one. The fat ones in particular versus the elongated ones, because the elongated ones, if they're not ripe, will like make your mouth feel bad. Ooh. But uh, what do you mean, like tingly, numb? Yeah, it's like if it's not a, a good, the perfect amount of ripeness, the skin can like make your mouth feel like how a mango would make your mouth feel like sometimes if it's not ripe. Does that make sense? It's like mm-hmm. it's like chalky and itchy. Yeah, yeah. Can but the fatter ones, these guys that kind of do look like a cuter tomato. Yeah, uh, they do look like a tomato. I will yeah. say, they're, they're I, like I have to tomato. forgive the people for confusing them with to- tomatoes. I forgive, and them, sometimes they're even redder. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. When they get really, when they get riper, they become more like a darker orange. But these are called yeah. the fuyu persimmons. The ones that are like fat, like this, are fuyu. Yeah, and mm. um, highly recommend. In Japanese, underrated. yeah, uh, yeah. I see. My first interaction with persimmon is like. I think there's like, you know, some people like persimmon trees are not rare in L.A. Like they're around. And that was like the first time I had one. But from a tree that like wasn't bearing tasty Mm. fruit. So my first Mm. interaction was like, what the 
fuck is this <laughs> weird fucking thing you made me eat? Maybe it and wasn't then, right. Maybe it wasn't right. Mm, I don't know, because mm. even then, like, I remember, like, my friend's parent was like, dude, th those persimmons suck. And then I was like, <laughs> okay, I don't know. You, you said you could eat this stuff off your tree, and I'm 10. So this you is can. What... I yeah. didn't say you should. And I had another one of a Fuyu persimmon, because my friend has, in his yard, has them just fucking blasting out. Mm. But there's something about the texture to me really? that it, it takes me a second to get over. Like, it's that, like, hybrid plummy sort of yeah. fleshy so you've had them taste. really right because the food yeah. you use you don't have to have them like you can eat them when they're still kind of crunchy which is right. I, I i like both kinds but mm -hmm. yeah when they're really ripe they are kind of this like cross between like a mushy plum and like uh i don't know the old apple yeah but i mean i'm into it so you know what i'm you I, are I look forward persimmon here shireen <laughs> you gotta I, we, I need to come by you know and have like a persimmon tasting Okay. Okay. And so I can really open my my eyes and heart to the fruit because I, I would love because I know so many people that love them. My partner, she loves them. She's she's like, oh, I love a persimmon, and I'm, and I'm always like being hesitant. So I need to I need, to, need, to, fucking... I need to trust a persimmon yeah. again. Yeah. And this in this one context, embrace being in a couple and just listen to her, please. Oh, and the cut to next next Halloween. We're both persimmons. Persim We're like Shireen, <laughs> you're the elongated <laughs> one, and she's like the the shorter one. Yeah. yeah. Right. Oh, You're hesitant like Ben Simmons about Persimmons. Wow. Uh, yeah. oh, he's coming through with the NBA takes. <laughs> but yeah, love Persimmons. Yeah. We had a we have three Persimmons in our house right now, and we tried to eat one of them this morning, and the kids were not a fan, and we realized they weren't ripe yet. So. Oh, which <laughs> the one? Kids uh, went blind the, for five minutes. I think they're called like Hashia. Wait, how do, I don't know how you pronounce it. They're the, they're the ones that you have. The same as oh you. yeah well Sweet. yeah yeah you can just so, give them to me i'll eat them <laughs> yeah no we'll we'll no 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 we do love them yeah. yeah no 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 they're mine <laughs> but also there's like a lot of desserts that are really good like the first time i had had a persimmon to be honest one of the first times was this holiday party where someone made a persimmon pudding pie and mm. it was so good it was during the fall and it was like instead of pumpkin pie they had made it and there are Ooh. just so many good, yummy things you can do with persimmons. You can dry them, which is really like a, a lot of popular people, popular people, a lot of popular uh, A lot of things. the popular kids. <laughs> <laughs> a very popular thing is to dry them or like whatever. But I, yeah, I just think they're under, I mean, maybe they're not accessible too. Maybe I'm like, they're, maybe they're underrated because they're not accessible all, all like everywhere. And maybe right. they're not at every farmer's market in the freaking planet or whatever. Right. But yeah. Because, I, yeah, I mean, they're big in Japan and like. I just, it's weird. I think maybe we're on to something. Like, is this the next fruit wave? Because I, mm. I see it more and more and more. Yeah. And I know, like, it seems like objectively it doesn't taste bad. And it's, you're seeing that flavor creep into, like, different products. So, like, yeah. you know, maybe it's time to bet on persimmon futures. The hard, I mean, every, the hard year, sell. every year I really amp up the PR for persimmons. Like, I think yeah. I, I would go on record to say I post about persimmons more than anyone on the planet but in you know, in england they're called sharon fruit which i find very interesting sharon, sharon like s-h-a-r-o-n like sharon yeah like sharon like that the way you would spell sharon as a name s-h-a-r-o-n but they're called okay, sharon, sharon fruit wait so what were the past fruit waves you you were just talking about oh, how yeah. this might be the next fruit wave what, well uh who was on the other like day? i know bananas were big there for a little were while we talking who bananas? was that was on recently yeah. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> <just> bananas <joking. laughs> like mango 
Mango. Like, right. Mango. Like, mango good, started yeah. to get very, yeah. like, used to be like, yo, if you're not really from a culture that eats mangoes a lot, mm-hmm. like, it was like a thing where, but now it's like all mango everything. Yeah. That's true. And I feel like this is, you know, every, everything has its moments. So. Yeah. I thought Cherimoya was going to have a moment back in college because that's when I, did I started being exposed to it. It's like, and they called it like a custard apple. And, but yeah. it never, it never, it never landed. So mm, their PR yeah. team must have sucked. They should have hired yeah. me. Yeah, they should have hired me. Yeah. All right. Let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. And we're back. And Joe Biden is in Glasgow for the G20. And a lot of people were looking to the G20 as a possible, you know, turning point, anchor point, something where somebody might do something about uh, climate change. And the number of somethings that I just put in that sentence uh, might tell you how specific their plans were. Yeah. Yeah, not specific at all. Not no. arriving at uh, how sort of severe the moment is at all. So, yeah, the wealthiest nations, they're off to Glasgow for some crunch talks over what to do here. And, you know, the G20, like the 20th, you know, 20 wealthiest nations like, account for 80 percent of global emissions. So, yeah, they probably do need to get together to figure out what the fuck they're going to do to, you know, prevent Earth death. And so, mm-hmm. you know, the thing that's really the the number that everyone keeps in their mind is this 1.5 degree celsius increase and you know if if we can get if we can stay there we can only have mildly catastrophic weather events semi frequently versus all the time mm-hmm. uh which is you know based on where we're at right now seems more likely to be more like 2 degrees or or further based on like the the lack of commitment but when you just look at like the the words that are being said out there Things are just falling woefully short, given how dire everything is. And like, for example, like there are places like the U.S. and the U.K. are arriving at this summit as they like expand gas and oil projects. Like, OK, so we're going to take you fucking seriously when you're telling everybody else like this is bad, folks. We got to do something about it. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. Approve that new pipeline. Yeah. So right. we got to get it together, folks. And, you know, there's like a lot of things that have fallen short over the course of this summit, like in 2009 in Copenhagen, then Secretary of State Hillary Clinton went there to basically say like, hey, by 2020, we're going to be able to put together $100 billion a year for poorer nations to use to address climate change. Like that's the pledge that we're trying to make because we know it's so severe. Right now, they're proposing like a fifth of that. And Mm -hmm. on top of it, these aren't just, these aren't no strings attached like funds, 80% of them are debt generating loans. Mm. So you're like, okay, well, it's hard to get uh, optimistic when you're sort of seeing like the rhetoric be slightly different, but the actual, you know, what's being said is you're like, (laughs) does everyone get it? Mm -hmm. Mm. Also, Biden appeared to doze off yesterday while listening to the opening speeches. I saw that. (laughs) He also tends to close his eyes for long periods of time, and it's unclear. Yeah, I think that's. I think he did that during one of the debates, and people are like, "Did did he just fall asleep?" So I don't know that he was necessarily he asleep, asleep or if. Well, yeah, he does seem sleepy. 
He also has a coffee in front of him. Yeah. When you turn off one of your senses, they say that the other ones are heightened. So maybe he's just trying yeah. trying to hear really well, you know? He's listening extra hard. Yes. yes. It's the only way his ears work. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that was, and I, I think of an apt visual metaphor for what's happening. You're mm-hmm. there to, like, really try and, you know, he's, like, trying to convince the rest of the world that, like, that they should follow America's lead. It's like, what, to the bottom of hell? Right. <laughs> no. I'm not even doing <laughs> yeah. anything. And yeah, on top of it, too, like the disparity in this whole meeting is just even apparent with how like representatives from nations of the the global south are unable to make it to Scotland because of lack of vaccine availability and visa Mm -hmm. issues as it relates to the fact that the pharmaceutical companies are hoarding the vaccine like supply and not actually making it something that's like a public good that everyone should be able to make freely. Mm -hmm. So there's just a lot of, you know, just sort of seeing this play out at every level and even then like you have representatives like from africa too who if they've made it they're like look africa accounts for three percent of global emissions but the millions of people that stand to like truly experience some of the worst of it especially when you have defense people like identifying parts of asia and africa as being like probably the first climate wars are going to start up there mm-hmm. you're like this is you know where is this sense of responsibility it just it it, it feels so hollow and it's, yeah. it's hard to not get even more sort of cynical about things. But when you see this, it's like, well, 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 please, hello. Yeah. yeah, it's so unsettling that like this issue, like climate and the fucking earth. It's like this is this, this determines our like uh, continuation as a species or just like as this planet is like right. how, how much you're going to take care of it. And even that every reaction to it feels like a scam like that is absurd to me that like everything else was like a scam in the world when it comes to like capitalism or whatever the shit or like you know what i mean but it unsettles me that even this in my opinion like seemingly like objectively important like drastic thing you have to pay attention to existential truly nothing nothing is more existential yeah and it's still this political game it's still a fucking scam with loans like i don't i don't yeah. Whatever. Well, somebody's got to make money. We're not just going to change the energy mix without... Because, look, I'm going to take a fucking dump on these fucking oil stocks I've got. So I'm going to have to get some money back yeah. through a, yeah. a loan. And, yeah, I, I think that's kind of what a lot of people are witnessing and just sort of a little bit disturbed by. Yeah. And also, like, when you look at, you know, when you have, like, Boris and Byron and, you know, these old guys, like, getting together, you're like... Bro, y'all have no incentive for the mm-hmm. earth to be livable for 50 for 50 years from now. But you also, really don't. Yeah. But screwing the responsibility like to like Asian nations or African nations. You know what I mean? Like it's mm-hmm. it makes it even more. It, it continues this narrative that like, oh, it's not something we have to worry about. Like, you know what I mean? It's it's a far away problem. It's, it's going to hit those places first. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I live on the same earth. <laughs> right. And it doesn't matter. But that's how most, I think, Western countries think or leadership thinks it's like that they're on a different planet because Mm -hmm. the problems aren't on their doorstep meanwhile other very real human beings are you know crying out for for something to be done yeah Yeah, and i mean to a large degree i do think it's going to be worse sooner for people in poor countries right it's Mm -hmm. and that does give people in the u.s like some i think feeling of it's it's not really like impending doom for us yeah it's not real it's just for our kids Uh, it's just for yeah it's just one generation forward which is very frustrating so biden is overall losing popularity i think 
it makes a lot of sense. He's trying to like middle road it at a time that requires like decisive action and like strong action. And without that, his presidency is just being kind of overwhelmed by a lot of bad news narratives from the mainstream media and then an opposition party that actually has a coherent belief and position that they're fighting for that just happens to be white supremacy and fucking letting rich people keep all their money. But I I don't know. It's a, it's just interesting to see like a lot of the narratives heading into this today's Virginia gubernatorial election are that, you know, people thought the Republican Party was dead. But this guy who is, you know, neck and neck with the Democratic incumbent is kind of doing this is kind of pulling off this dark horse campaign without Trump's like overt support. He seems to be, you know, Trump endorses him, but he's not being like connected to him. And it seems like there might be a yeah, path forward that isn't all like Trump or bust. Well, I think they're, he, he's just trying to appeal to the more moderate people. That's why he's not like actually being like, yay, I, Trump is endorsing me. Right. Like it's right. Yeah, because that's the yeah. only I mean, because Virginia, it's it's not as fully red as maybe mm-hmm. someone who's like fully MAGA brained would like it to be. But he is like making gestures to the oh, brain. Like he started mm-hmm. off saying that in election integrity, like right. the whole idea that Trump's election was stolen mm-hmm. is is a top like priority. Like a lot of people describe Glenn Youngkin as like a house trained Trump. Mm. Right. That he knows how to do it with a smile and without the, you know, overt vitriol that is apparent in like yeah. the policies they endorse, just not the way they're communicating. Yeah. And I think right. that's been a huge plus for him. He's the guy behind the ad miles that you brought up last week with the mom acting like Tony Morrison's yes. beloved was pornography. Yes, wow. uh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Because her son had nightmares by learning uh, about the horrors of slavery and the as a singer in high school. Yeah, right. In AP literature <laughs> class. OK, but yeah, with the polling numbers, you know, you kind of look at the moment. Right. And the the I think the thing that Democrats don't realize is Trump's presidency made a lot of people way more aware of how shit was working, because suddenly people who had the luxury or just didn't care much about like politics and how it all is working were disengaged. But when Trump came into office, you have a lot of people now understanding like, Oh, th- like what this department does this. That's important if this person's there, because that could mean this outcome in a policy. Mm-hmm. And I think with Biden now in office, people, Democrats are just, like there are people who voted for him who are even more engaged and are looking at it like, how the fuck is this guy not doing anything? Mm-hmm. Right. And it's not yeah. just like a down partisan lines where people are like, I love Biden and yeah. I love Trump and that doesn't matter. And I'm the people are like. What the fuck is up with this paid leave? What's up with the fucking $15 minimum wage? What the fuck is up? Because it's there's it's a new era. And I think because people's lived experiences are becoming more like, you know, tenuous and, you know, not as stable as prior decades that, yeah, now these things matter a whole lot more. And you can't just get away with just fucking nonsense and yeah. over promising and not delivering. Yeah, that's a good comparison. Like I feel like with Obama in particular, like he didn't get a lot done of like compared to like i don't know like objectively i feel like but he was so loved as like the celebrity figure that like i feel like that wasn't the priority of people had in their mind you know it wasn't no. like 
you know, I don't know. People didn't have any foreign policy wherewithal to look at that administration and be like, I'm sorry, what are you letting happen? Right yeah, now? exactly. Yeah. And OK, but people aren't people aren't engaged like that back yeah. then, because the overarching theme of that administration was we're in a post-racial United States. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Had ourselves on the fucking back. Then you have Trump come back and be like, no, it ain't. It's still very much a stinky ass dumpster. Mm -hmm. And people realizing, oh, that's right. I woke back up to that reality. Plus all of this inequality in comes Biden. And now people are like, now people have the appetite for actual change, yeah. not just gestures to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This article, the like comes from the position that, you know, the GOP might not be fucked. It's from, I think, Reuters or AP News. And that seems to have been the mainstream media position to this point is that the Republicans were fucked coming out of the Trump presidency because, you know, Trump, it was just like a one person death cult. But I really feel like the Democrats might be even more fucked because they don't represent anything anymore. Yeah. Like the the right is winning the most significant like culture victories, like the Kyle Rittenhouse trial that mm -hmm. is going to be a fucking farce, the ascendancy of police funding now like people that they've won that argument in the mainstream media uh the softening of the mainstream stance towards anti-vaxxers and i think the difference is those beliefs have an actual party fighting for them mm -hmm. right willing to back them not just rhetorically and the left and progress do not have that they have this weird like cipher that is the democratic party where they just represent everything else. And that's a huge swath of shit in modern America that, like, isn't a coherent, it's not a coherent thing that you can, like, actually fight for. You need a party that actually fucking represents something besides not Trump. Yeah. I mean, you see it even in, like, the simplest ways. Like, if you're a Republican, you want everyone, like, that's, like, a huge part of your life. Like, you, every, they're so passionate about being Republican. I've never seen fucking someone passionate being a Democrat. It's, like, this lukewarm oh, thing I have. to be now. Really? Yeah. yeah. I, I got some uh, crooked podcasts to send your way. Some, you know, like, you don't know any blue no matter who type people who no, are I like, mean, that's please don't say anything. And then, But I know people who are, like, they love calling out their, you know, I'm, I'm a Democrat. And I, I guess, and yeah. like, whatever, I, but I, I yeah. know what you're saying is like, I think because for Republicans, like it's leading people to do some really weird shit. Yeah, I guess those people I always identified as like being proud to be liberal versus proud to be Democrat. You know what I mean? Like, I think, mm -hmm. I think, I feel like the yeah, Democratic feel Party like, just yeah. feels like an empty, it doesn't mean anything. Like, it, doesn't yeah, it just like, means you, you have the right opinions on most yes. stuff. Yeah, that's about all it is. It's a loose collection of opinions yeah. that aren't offensive, but there's no right. muscle behind it. Yeah. Like to go back to the Barack Obama example, like I feel like they really tried to make Joe Biden that same kind of like dad figure or like someone to take care of us and uh, the whole Kamala thing and everything. But it just failed because, again, like we're more awakened to the reality of politics now. Right. And mm -hmm. right. he's not he's not being lauded as like just a. Uh, a, like a a man that everyone likes you know it's just like right right yeah 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 i mean he came in with the idea that he was like i'm gonna be the most progressive president since <laughs> fdr and i'm gonna be the most pro-union president yeah. ever like i think there's some aspect of the biden administration that recognizes that they need to like stake a claim and like do do kind of what we're suggesting they do here but it's losing out to, you know, 
all the triangulating and just all that bullshit. Yeah, because, yeah. I mean, merely just saying, well, the Republicans are against everything. That's not going to. No. I'm like, oh, wow, yeah. a, a champion that will just, like Batman doesn't go. Oh, man, like, uh, I don't want to fight the Joker. There's too many people, guys. Like, they're like, that's <laughs> it not. It is kind of like the Batman and the Joker, though, because, like, the Joker was the best part of that movie because he <laughs> was, like, so evil and had, like, and was, a fucking agenda. And Batman was <laughs> just, like, there. Yeah. He was just, yeah, Batman was just there just to, like, kind of. Batman be there. is a well dressed billionaire <laughs> right. with a, a loose collection of good opinions. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But, like, Fuck, the, like, in, like, the guy you was talking about, Youngkin, or whatever he's being mm-hmm. presented as this like yeah like uh what'd you call it a house trained trump but also the suburban dad right or like a suburban man right that's like yeah so they're working on re-boxing the idea of being a republican a white supremacist or whatever and the democrats i think are not really trying that hard to appeal to anybody and i think that's why there is probably more I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know even if think it's. A, I don't even know if it's an effort thing at this point. I think it's just truly laying bare the issue with like neoliberal policies and how, like, how you can reckon that with like late capitalism and yeah. the fact that we're truly at a point where shit is about to break and they're just not equipped with the even the imagination to really be like, like we actually have to do something really significant here. Mm-hmm. that's kind of what the time is calling for. And they're just kind of, they're using the same stupid thought processes and ideas to t- try and like arrive at this place. But if you're going to let two senators completely upend progress, it's like, that's a huge problem for not just our governance, but the party itself. So yeah, True. good, good luck. But I think that's why people need to begin to think if there's any chance of you know an american political system that works like you really have to think of who is in congress Mm -hmm. and like what that means because if you have these people who are just racehorses who are endorsed by fossil fuel companies they're you're gonna we'll have the situation we have now where we're expanding gas and oil leases and not trying to like curb emissions and actually do things like significantly investing in these other things because we have a bunch of people who are used to the idea of like well, you know, like that'll be bad for the businesses that are based in my state. So I can't really go against that versus uh, Earth is dying. Um, right. People are dying. Inequality is rampant. Right. So. All right. Let's take a quick break and we'll come back and talk about Pete Davidson's Big Dick and Squid Game. And we're back. And the rumors are that Pete Davidson is dating Kim Kardashian. There was a picture of them on a roller coaster and they were holding hands. Oh, which I did not. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't find it that. They were like locked like this. Like, no. Yeah. It was, it was, but it was a scary part. They were both screaming. It was a scary part. They could have been just like being friendly. Like, you know how I always try and hold your hand with our fingers locked yeah. like when I'm scared? I know, like, but, then I, but I'm always like, bro, this is the teacups, man. This shit yeah, ain't yeah, that yeah. scary. This, uh, I'm putting something in the chat because I think uh, one of the best parts about that photo that went out is someone in the foreground just that who's immortalized now forever in this photo. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> the woman who looked like she's getting the best head of her life. She, her, every vein in her neck is bulging out. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, she's oh, getting sucks. it. 
yeah. But yeah, you see how their hands are interlocked, Miles? Their yeah, fingers? that's. Yeah. I mean, that reminds me. Like, I'm 14 and horny, and I'm at Disneyland, and that's like right. the closest thing to sex I'm gonna get. Where I'm like, so, whoa, I held hand on the fucking the roller coaster. Yeah. Let the speculation begin. Uh, mm-hmm. My favorite example of speculation was Kim Kardashian arrived in New York City. And page six, uh, the New York Post, our most trusted journalistic institution, <laughs> said Kim Kardashian arrives in Pete Davidson's New York City. So only uh, one Davidson's. person lives there and it's Pete Davidson. Yeah. So it has yeah. to be for him. He fucking Batman too? The fuck? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, there are so many funny bits that people are doing, but like one of them was about how guesting on SNL is like a gateway drug to dating Pete Davidson because that a <laughs> right. lot of people have done that first. And maybe that's his whole game. I don't know. Right. But it is weird. He gets around, man. Like, and and I wonder. I, I don't know. It's it's a strange. Um, I'm sure he thinks it's probably a trip himself, but I don't know if he realizes just how much in the matrix it all is. It just it's just a, it's a right. weird reality that we live in. So yeah, that was one thing that struck me from this page six article that I I hadn't really been keeping track of Pete Davidson since Ariana Grande. But he has since dated Kate Beckinsale, Margaret Qualley, Kaya Gerber, and Bridgerton star Phoebe Dinobor. Or Dino, <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know how you pronounce that. She but. eats dinosaurs only? Yeah. She's a dinosaur. She's a dinobor. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I mean, that's, that's uh, first of all, a lot of relationships that yeah. this young man is going through. And also, it's just pretty, pretty surprising. Pretty <laughs> fucked up that that couldn't have been me <laughs> exactly man uh, uh, also he's like best friends with machine gun kelly apparently okay. right so so they got not it's not even like big dick energy it's, like, it's weird dick energy <laughs> yeah weird and big dick energy. well you know how like, like for a long time the kardashians i mean most i mean it's still a thing but like they made popular this idea of like they date, they date basketball players they date rappers or whatever it was like this i don't know I, in my opinion, kind of fetishizing of 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 blackness and black men, but now I feel like it's like because Kourtney Kardashian's dating Travis, what's his face, right? And Pete Davidson ha- kind of has the same physical aesthetic, where it's like this tall, lanky guy with tattoos. Is yeah, that the right. new thing? Is that like are they going to popularize dating the the fucking skinny white guy <sighs> like, in your class? Or yeah, know. or like true white women, they're like, yeah, I dated some black guys, but I married the skeleton yeah, white. Yeah, or guy. even like. Timothy Chalamet, like he has kind of that same like the the most popular men that I can think of as far as like the I don't know celebrity zeitgeist are these right now these like tall lanky skinny yeah. white dudes skeleton <laughs> motherfuckers yeah I mean yeah. it's about time the tall skinny white dude had his day you know because they were <laughs> struggling for so long <laughs> oh, yikes anyways yeah but like Machine Gun Kelly's the other example yeah, of that exactly. yeah yeah. Yeah, Action Bronson, come on, represent out here. Yeah. All right, we need we do need to get to Squid Game. So, over all in all, I think did did we all love it? I wouldn't I say it. love. I I, I didn't love it. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Same, same. And I'll watch the second season. You won't watch it? I will. Oh, I will. of course. No, you yeah, you too. Me too. It's just know. like I mean, it didn't I think the in the beginning I was like I was more very much in love with the metaphor of the whole thing mm-hmm. and how well that was going. And then there were like just some a smaller, you know, sort of filmmaking, television making decisions that like I sure I was like, oh, I wouldn't I I didn't think it would do that or I yeah. preferred that didn't happen. 
but it was never it didn't arrive to the point where i'm like i'm off this it's, it nothing yeah, makes yeah. sense anymore and it's too because i know some people who really turned on the show yeah i i agree i think towards the end i was like it lost its uh whatever Momentum. to me like i really was into it and it was like a cliffhanger thing that i couldn't put down yeah and then towards the end i was like really that's what they're yeah I don't know. yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna stop here and say anybody who hasn't seen it should like either you know skip to the end of the episode to hear tweets or whatever but yeah. we're gonna be doing spoilers from here on out mm -hmm. i thought it yeah i agree i thought like the first i guess eight episodes were great and the ninth episode was like, like, I think I'd give the first eight episodes like an A and mm -hmm. the ninth episode like a B minus. It just kind of sucked. No. Uh, yeah. On, okay. On the road to that ninth episode, a lot of people talked about the sixth episode, which was the Marbles game mm. episode. Yeah. And a lot of people were like, man, it just really got fucking dumb after that. Cause I think of all the altruism on display suddenly in a game that was purely about like, soul survivorship mm -hmm. wait what i don't i don't understand that critique at all well i, I think people the marvel didn't, episode was great i think well i there were i've i'm not i don't agree with them i i i didn't i wasn't turned off by the marvel episode but i think there was like the amount of heart that was suddenly i think present i think may for some people i think they just thought they were on like this barbaric like free-for-all oh. the whole time and yeah, well, they're like, well, yeah well because some people are like people wouldn't do that and you're like I don't I don't agree with that, but okay. They like, that's amazing. But they had been setting up these like deep emotional cruxes in each of the characters, especially oh, yeah. like those two the right. girls that were paired up. And mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, it's it was kind of, I think that was a really powerful episode too. But yeah. um Oh, I thought it was so great. And the I, fact that Americans were like, come on, dude, you well, just fucking kill that dude. Exactly. Yeah. No questions but asked. But that's how, but I think that's what's <laughs> really interesting about how people view this show, right? Mm. Because Americans look at it through a very interesting lens where also if they're not used to like, like Eastern or Asian storytelling or films, there, there are tropes that are there that like Americans would be like, what? Dude, I don't know about this. Like, what's, mm -hmm. what's all this? Like, what's this message out of nowhere? Type yeah. Shit. But yeah, I, 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 I thought it was like, Okay, cool. Like I, mm -hmm. at that point, it really started to wear on the humanity of it because before yeah. it really felt like everyone was numbers just going down. Yeah. And then this one, you're like, oh shit, you're really yeah. starting to see how fucking grim it can get because not everybody was altruistic in that episode. Right. The yeah, that the main like kind of bad guy sort of or like the main antagonist was mm -hmm. a, a great character. Like I thought they did a great job with that character. Mm. And I th I loved the protagonist, like, is so unlike the type of people who are allowed to be leading men in America. He's, like, emotional, pathetic, yeah. like, kind of redeemed by his sweetness. That that was another thing I didn't love about the last episode is just, like, he was sort of in this, you know, justifiably PTSD state. But it just wasn't as as fun without his, like, sort of uh, energy at the center of it. Mm. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, I agree. I I really didn't like the the choices that he made. Like, I didn't think that it panned out for the rest of the. I don't know. I I really didn't like. I don't like the ending of the of the of the series at all. It's just I don't think it was true to his character for whatever reason. I didn't find that it would be true to his character to do that. But maybe the whole game changed him, and now he's that kind of person. Yeah, he's like, fuck my kids. I don't yeah. need to see them. The whole, <laughs> like, that was the whole on. purpose of everything, I thought. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I guess once his mom died, he was like, it's a wrap. 
I don't even yeah. know. Probably won't even see my kid anymore. Yeah. I might as well get justice on these people that really fucked my whole life up. It really just made him jaded and stuff. I will say, I hope in season two, I don't know if you guys wrote this down and maybe that's where I got the idea, but like Gong Yu, the guy that slaps him in the very beginning, mm-hmm. I thought yeah. was like one of the best parts of the whole thing. Cause I think me too. I'm obsessed yeah. with him. I want him to slap me so bad. But um... <laughs> that is also right, my new, fetish. Wait, new uh... fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, there, is it still the mom from Jaws and getting bit, or is Ooh. it Squid Game slap, Jaws mom slap, and a shark Getting bite? smacked so hard by the subway business guy from Squid Game that I spin around directly into <laughs> the s- swinging hand of Miss <laughs> Kintner. Yeah. But that was another yeah. thing that like, I found. Like, I think Just back and forth. Going you is like, it was interesting because I hadn't seen him since, <laughs> when I went through the phase of watching like K-dramas back in the day. He was in one of these ones in like 2006, 2007 or something called Coffee Prince. And he was like the main romantic interest where he like the other romantic, like they work at a coffee shop or some shit. And the uh, the girl, the lead is a very, t- he's, she's very tomboyish and he, and he thinks she's a dude. That's like the origin of a lot of K-dramas, to be honest. But yeah. it's like this romantic thing. And so when I saw him again, I was like, oh my God, it's going you. And I want him to slam me so bad now. <laughs> but I thought I, I was surprised because I thought he'd be a bigger character. And so I hope he comes back in season two because I felt, yeah. that would be nice for me. That was, yeah. That's the thing is. is that like I liked the parts of the universe that remained unexplained like him. Like mm-hmm. I thought he was going to be involved in like a, w- the reveal. But then like the stuff that they did reveal, like the old man twist. was Yeah, sort of, I hated eh. that. Yeah, I, I also like knew it was coming. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It just didn't. Had much to me, lame. and his character was like one of my favorites before that twist. And yeah, yeah. I will say I, I agree with you though. I, I do like the parts that were unexplained. I think when you explain things too much, it gets bad. And I think that's yeah. what they did at episode nine. But yeah. the other stuff was so much more intriguing and interesting because it was like, what the fuck is this world? Like, what is this company? Yeah. Who are these men that are slapping people? Yeah, and why can't they slap me? what's your latest google search history how to get squid game slapped (laughs) in real life just that no just gong you i think he's gong you okay yeah he's he's a i think everyone i think a lot of people share my same desire to be honest there's some great memes with that thing where he catches the hand before it slaps him (laughs) my god that was i've seen some great memes Yeah. yeah oh it's been some blessed memes from that image yeah is that bring? Is that part bringing Pogs back? Like, are we oh, no. are we headed for? Because that, nah. that that's essentially anything, Pogs, right? Yeah, I think if anything, we'll see kids doing like, nah, fuck Pogs, bro. Yeah, just I'm do doing the slap it straight game. up, like the Korean yeah. style. But the one thing that was also really funny to me, as just someone who grew up, you know, like half the time in Asia and half the time in America, mm-hmm. and like watching, you know, the difference in production and acting and things like that. Was the American audience's critique of the Amer like the VIPs when they show up in the later episodes? <laughs> oh my god, yes! Because I was like, this is the most Asian shit ever. Which is, you're having a production where the only talent you have are like the weirdest white dudes who say they're actors. Yeah, because <laughs> you're not getting Tom Cruise or Brad right. Pitt or up and come because they're in America trying to do that shit. Mm-hmm. So what you have in Japan or Korea? You get like the creepy acting coaches who said, like, I had a bit part in Murder, She Wrote. Right. And that's why, like, I was laughing really hard. Like, it was there's something very familiar about the overacting and weird dialogue. It was so strange. (laughs) At first, I thought, like, they have to be 
like parodying it you know and at first i was like yeah. it's too strange to not just like be so self-aware but no that's just how they act i suppose yeah. and i also, picked like, 69 haha <laughs> you <laughs> dog you yeah. right <laughs> like, but again like you don't have a director who's like probably you know really has a night vision for what those performances need to be like and especially if they're like an esl person like how are you right. gonna have a nuanced way to direct a a, a take in that yeah. sense so yeah you're gonna be like i don't know it sounded loud in american yeah that's all i was looking for that was great i did but really here like, it's like these people suck yeah yeah they were like we're all like that for. yeah whatever but I did really appreciate the casting of Ali, that that character in general. Yeah. I appreciated yeah. that a lot because I feel like, he was, yeah. yeah, he was well. I think he's one of the best characters on yeah, the show. I agree. Yeah, I agree. absolutely. Yeah, I feel yeah. like there are probably Americans who are like, but wait, isn't everybody in Korea Korean? Exactly, like, what, exactly. They're like, why is he talking Korean? He should be in America or like England yeah. or something. The, yeah, and, yeah. That says in a person with no concept of immigration and <laughs> yes. how labor is exploited. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. What's he doing over there? Because they brought up really like devastating realities about our yeah. world, and oh, absolutely, they yeah. did it so well. So I think what people's takeaway is just like, yeah, the American thing or whatever. It's like you're losing the fucking point. But also, yeah. I understand it's a show. But that in that Marble episode, though, when like when Ali puts it together, that yeah. uh, Sung Woo basically played his ass. Mm -hmm. You're like, that's that's like the face of so many nations. Yeah, <laughs> like, being like, I trusted this person for mm -hmm. them to fuck her. now. Yeah, and that shit really got me. And I think that's what like those are the parts of the show that I was like, damn, that, those are really great moments that can impart a lot of meaning depending on your level of like, yeah. awareness and you know that made up for the stuff like terrible overacting yeah i agree <laughs> i agree and i think yeah. so much of the show was showing you like what humans are capable of doing in moments of like extreme desperation or extreme mm -hmm. like fear or whatever and like i think a lot of choices in real life are made like have, like when people are desperate you don't know what they're capable of and i mm -hmm. think that's what the whole show was like trying to get at and yeah at the same time i also like what it wasn't it definitely isn't a perfect show i didn't like every single thing about it but i am excited for i feel like this, this is happening more with foreign cinema and foreign is like a very colonialist way to think about it but like for the term for the purpose of like explaining whatever yeah. but it's uh i'm glad that american audiences are like excited about this stuff and yeah. i just really hope with all my heart that they don't do an american version of it or like you know what i mean like every time something like this happens i'm afraid of like americans thinking they need white people doing it right right but that's yeah i don't hey, think they, i don't think this is one of those hopefully but it does yeah. yeah it's more popular so than any done. hollywood movie that yeah. like has come out this year so like more people have seen like there it it would make absolutely no sense. I do wonder, though, like this drives home kind of the only place that new sort of non IP like blockbusters are being created is like on streaming platforms like this is the for, you know, there's also like HBO and like some Pixar movies. But for the most part, movie studios are just like raiding like intellectual property from other mm -hmm. from comic books or from, right. you know, their past. And, like, I do wonder if one day, like, these Netflix shows that are, like, hitting really hard with people will become, like, a source of, like, blockbuster movies in the U.S. Mm -hmm. Like, will there be a Squid Game movie? I think so. 
with the trajectory that everything is going in. Like, yeah. I'm impressed how Netflix was able to, like, flip. Like, I, I, for the longest time, Netflix shows, in my opinion, were just, like, perceived and actually trash. You know what I mean? Like, I think right. somewhere along the way, they made a few really great shows, and they've been able to, like, change the way they're perceived, the way I perceive them anyway. And so... I don't know. It, it makes me kind of nervous, to be honest, for the future. But at the same come time, a long the most way pop- from Lillehammer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I was just going to say they should do a Lillehammer movie. That would be <laughs> huge box office. Bafo BL. Like yeah. Bridgerton could easily support like a blockbuster movie at this point. I feel like I just Squid watched Game Bridgerton seems for the like first it time could. like a month or like a few weeks ago. It's bad. Yeah. Can we? Agree? Oh, yeah. It's, it's, not, it's a it's terrible. How is yeah, how is that show so popular? It is so it's bad. For the horniness. People it wasn't even that horny. sexy. It wasn't sexy at all, I'd argue. It was just like... Wow, okay. No. Mm-mm. Pass. We were pass. so invested whether or not that man would spill his seed in, in, <laughs> well, a, in a sign of true love. That way. Uh, I mean, that was like the whole crux of the show. Okay. Essentially, it's like... Gong Wu slapping someone is hotter than the entirety of Bridgerton. Uh, that, yeah. That's, oh, okay, different strokes. Okay. That's no, yeah, I mean, like, I wasn't like... In fact. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> but yeah, I think you're right. I think... Squid Game is an example of like, oh, Netflix is doing something right. And what does this mean for us? But yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see I'd what happens. I hate to find out it's, that um... this is an algorithmic decision where they're like, oh no, nah, we just knew we needed some kind of like bizarro, like uh, capitalist critique narrative thing. Well, actually, interest. I was talking to someone the other night at a Halloween party that was saying that like, I don't know why we're talking about this on a fucking party. Whatever. It doesn't matter. But they were saying that like Squid Game <laughs> is an example in their opinion, of a very purposeful marketing strategy to be like, oh, there are millions of Koreans in the world, so by default, we will have a great market to appeal to, and then XYZ will happen. So they were saying that same, they were, like, making the argument that, like, that's why, that's that's the driving decision that a lot of companies are making for making other kinds of content. They're, like, going to tap into this. Who's going to take up the content, and then from there, organically multiply the audience, right? I mean, it's it's a smart thing because everything like Korean media is so popular right now Mm -hmm. that I think, yeah, it was, I think uh, it was a perfect uh, intersection of many. Yeah, I think Parasite kind of opened that idea in general. They're like, oh, my God, Korean people can make good things Mm -hmm. and people like it. Let's continue this. Yeah. 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 (laughs) The uh, the set design, especially like where where the players were like housed and like all the game sites mm-hmm. were really fucking cool like I that so too. and then the the wardrobes were so dope very but well was, made yeah really well done wait how, last thing have you guys seen youtube videos or just like maybe just yourself changing it but the american dub or the english dub rather is so bad oh like, i don't know yeah. i can't uh, do du- we were talking about that earlier i can't do dubs no no i didn't i the only exposure I had to it was this like YouTube video that was going viral with the the lady that's like annoying like do, like there was like one bit where she like blows up and like whatever and in, in in English it is so hilarious in a different way. Oh, Mino, the one yeah, with yeah 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 yeah. There's this one yeah. video going around YouTube that's like oh it's that it's, it's like her going off in English. Yeah, it is so bad. It's so <sighs> bad, and there are things imagine. in Korean that like you can't really translate at all, like. The little, like, I don't know, the inflections or calling someone certain, like, you know what I mean? Like, I just think there's, in every language there are things you can't translate 100%, but seeing them try, and also just the voice actors weren't 
I mean, they, they did their best. What am I going to say? But it's really, right. if you want to just ha- have a laugh, I would look oh, yeah, up I might YouTube, have to look at that. Uh, Squid Game dub. It is very entertaining and <laughs> stupid. Oof. Yeah. And I did watch the whole show with my wife, who does speak Korean, and she confirmed that, like, you have to learn Korean to fully appreciate it, I mm. guess. But, like, you, may, you miss a yeah. lot. Yeah, so much is lost. Hmm. Yeah. that's true for i think every language yeah i'm sure for sure you know but yeah. that's good and, to know that she I, i'm glad that you told me that she said that because that makes and, sense right and the ones that do it well like have to invest significantly to have the right people translating it like yeah. you need someone who oh, truly yeah. is bilingual and understands the nuances in both languages not someone just says this is what these words would be in english yeah right and then let the literal translation usually is not what they actually mean as far yeah. as like in arabic especially like i noticed that a lot where it's like like, like, for example, there's this one, there are so many examples of this in Arabic, I feel like, but there is a thing that you say if someone just either has a, has had a haircut or exited the shower or like their hair is wet or something, you say Naiman to them. And literally, mm-hmm. there's no translation for that in English. The most I can think is like, happy shower. And then you respond being like, oh, happy shower to you too. Basically, But like the actual <laughs> meaning, the actual meaning is like, oh, you're look at you you're fresh now looking fresh right yeah and it's right. like the response is like i hope you're fresh too or something you know what i mean but it's right. Right. freshness then, unto you as well yeah but like <laughs> fresh one there's things like that that i'm sure are prevalent in so many in every language where only the people that grew up with it or are really familiar with it actually understand the true like sentimental meaning or like you know what i mean right. it's yeah. so yeah i don't know there's just it made me think. I think that's of the stuff. beauty of language, though, too. Yeah. Is you can learn about things, and you're like, "Damn!" Like you see the limitations of your own language. Sometimes. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Well, Shireen, as always, a real pleasure having yeah, you on yeah. the Daily Zeitgeist. Uh, where can people find you, follow you, all that good stuff? Well, thank you for having me. This was again every time better than I expected it to be. <laughs> thank God. Oh, thank God. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It's really fun to talk to y'all. Uh, you guys make it fun. And uh, you can follow me on Instagram at ShiroHero and then Twitter at ShiroHero666. And uh, yeah, that's that's it. Hey, okay. There you go. Is yeah. there a uh, tweet or some of the work of social media you've been enjoying? <laughs> Well, I would love for somehow that one I sent to you with that with the the Pete Davidson. I mean, like I'm sure it's been going around, but just like if you see the Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian photo, look at that woman in the foreground and just pray for her. Her toenails mm. are blowing off. <laughs> but one of my favorites that I saw recently was from RNL LeBrun at Prost Malone. Do people on LinkedIn know that one day we are all going to die? Uh, i just one really love that yeah Yeah. okay from at underscore nia zzzz underscore we're getting closer to the end of october which means mariah carey is defrosting as we speak (laughs) (laughs) it's almost that time but those are starting to drip starting to thaw Mm -hmm. miles where can people find you what's the tweet you've been enjoying Twitter, Instagram at Miles of Gray. Also, the other show, 420 Day Fiance with Sophia Alexandra. We're talking 90 Day. Check us out, twitch.tv slash 420 Day Fiance for that. Um, Some tweets I like. First one is from at Video Jame, J A M E underscore, tweeted, Hello Fresh sent me a gun. (laughs) 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 I I just love that. Oh my God. But it just feels 
I don't know. It gets you. It sounds so absurd. It gets you. I love it really those does. Tweets. It really does. And then does. a couple from Reductress at Reductress tweeted, woman fully just pissing Diet Coke at this point. Yeah. I said that to Anna. I said that to Anna literally before we started recording. Be like, this is you. Yeah, I just but, love that. Just yeah. fully just pissing Diet Coke at this yeah. point. Uh, and then one more from over the uh, Halloween weekend at Reductress tweeted, eight pumpkin patch owners who say you remind them of their dead wife. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. Liking tweets such as PJ Evans tweeted, I'm building a bear and you want me to pay you? <laughs> <laughs> That's and... pretty funny. I like that. Speaking of bears. There was this one tweet at Chelsea. The Pope said, Pooh never needed to wear a little a little red shirt, but he demanded clothing as a quiet reminder to the rest of the animals of his dominance. Oh, <laughs> that is so dark. And Look at your naked ass. Yeah. I love that. So Foolish. Much. I love that so much. I love that. Pooh is like a tyrant exactly. behind the scenes. Right. Oh, and then... Uh, Ami at Angry Black retweeted. It's like a picture of a tweet that must have been deleted because it's just a screen cap. But it says it's from at Boner Wizard. <laughs> it's uh, if Princess Diana were alive today, she would be dating Pete Davidson. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that fucked uh, me up. But also, I kind of True. believe that. Yeah, I do, too. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately. We were in the stupidest or fortunately. timeline. Like, we're not yeah. in the darkest timeline. We were in the stupidest timeline. Yeah. But- then, then people will look on, they're like, they were in the darkest timeline and managed to recontextualize it as the stupidest. <laughs> and that's how they survived. Yep. Yeah. All that's right. the way of coping. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes. Where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as a song that we think you might enjoy. Hey, Miles. What song mm-hmm. do we think people might enjoy? Oh, man. This track, look, if it's got some New York flavor, I love it. If it's got some nice samples that have t- been turned into just some really great instrumentals, you know I love it because I'm stuck in the mid-90s. Uh, and this track is actually from a younger artist. It's from Eric the Architect. You might know from some stuff they did with Flatbush Zombies. But also, this track is really, really dope. Uh, it's called Self Made. I love the instrumental. I love his voice. I love the timbre of his voice. I love the lyrics. It's just got a it's just a solid track for old heads. So check this one out. By the way, if you don't think I was bumping Viernes uh, DAC Trace over the weekend by Vico C. That no, one of Trace. Miles Come on. Man, you met Trace? Yeah, what are you in? Uh, the, Trace, what are you fuck, man. No. Viernes Trace. That shit was Viernes Trace is fucking. That shit goes. Yes. That is like my my favorite song right now. <laughs> good, uh, good. <laughs> yeah, no, go check that song out. The D- Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That's going to do it for us this morning, but we're back this afternoon to tell you what's trending, and we'll talk to you all then. Bye. Bye. Bye.